So with a forbidden door on dynamite on Wednesday, wrong answers only. Who's it going to be? Hulk Hogan. It's Vince McMahon himself. <laughs> He's going to strut his way down and lose to Isaiah Cassidy. Um, <laughs> and, and also manage to tear his quads in the process. <laughs> It'll be the, the, the quickest squash match in, in Cassidy's career. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've been back and forth on a, a few different. Um, I, I don't want to overhype myself and it just be like somebody that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, I have given more thought to it, it being Jeff Hardy, even the even though the 90 days not technically up. Uh, yeah. Considering he cleared that drug test, I would imagine, you know, I mean, he's got him bent over a barrel at this point for, you know, wrongful termination, regardless right. of independent contractor status. So I, I could see them uh, telling him just to, you know, do, do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So if, uh, if you don't know, we're referencing Tony Khan's um, tweet where he talked about how there was going to be someone uh, wrestling. Uh, is it, is it's not Isaiah Cassidy. Who is it? Yeah. Is I think it? that that's what it said okay. on the, the, the image. Um, so he's going to be wrestling, uh, in a qualifying match for the, the well, what is it? Something the Re- revolution face ladder, revolution. Fe- yeah. yeah, face of the revolution ladder match, and uh, he's going to be facing a mystery opponent who, from the Forbidden Door, who's going to show up, debut, and sign on that episode of Dynamite, and to which uh, Tony Khan has said, um, sorry. Lost here. Uh, the forbidden door can be opened by for anyone from any promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if someone from a company that's open for business, they're always welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. I mean, it's Hulk Hogan, right? Now he's he's been awfully uh, vocal about <laughs> Hulk and his wife both not being uh, welcome. <laughs> So that that would be a hell of a, a swerve uh, coming off the Brian Kendrick debacle. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, what a what a week of wrestling. There was some excellent wrestling this week that I totally forgot about the little Brian Kendrick stuff. So also again, if you don't know, that's uh, oh man, there's so much actually. There's Shane McMahon. There's Brian Kendrick. It was a it was quite a interesting work a uh, week in the backstage of wrestling. But Brian Kendrick. Some uh, stuff popped up that that uh, he appeared on many videos saying some uh, as well as crazy stuff. Also, very some anti-Semitic stuff as well. Um, you know, crazy stuff like like uh, aliens living in the moon. They're just up there already living in the moon. Then to very wildly like Holocaust denial stuff. So like it was a pretty wide range of things, all on camera, all taped, uh, which you know. Uh, a friend of a show t- uh, thought they'd already been canceled before. Um, and I, I think that this might've popped up, you know, during the speaking out movement, but there was so much of it and it wasn't sexually related that, that it maybe it, it kind of actually snuck under the radar. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock the man for thinking there's aliens on the moon. I don't know any different. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, uh, the anti-Semitic uh, Holocaust denier stuff is it's problematic. Uh, yeah. He did he did put out a 
I mean, it, it's it's a, a blanket apology because he got caught, but it it beats the hell out of a lot of the uh, the sexual apologies that we got from the likes of uh, he who shall not be named. Um, well, and then there's also the the just the general like. When people say something that they get called out for later, they're like, I'm sorry to those I offended or like if you were offended, I'm sorry. Yeah. He didn't say that. He just said that they were vile comments. Uh, the one thing that was a little questionable was just like, I've never believed these comments. I was like, uh, it just seems yeah. a little weird that you were on multiple videos saying sh just random shit you didn't believe. Uh, you, you, you don't tend to repeat Holocaust denials unless yeah. you're uh, in that camp. So, yeah, that was that was something. So, I mean, not saying he can't change, but uh, he probably just needs more. He needs a more open explanation on on where he is now and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and maybe just owning up to it is like, yeah, I did believe that stuff before. Like, because that's seems to be pretty obvious from the uh, the thing. But we'll let let him do his thing. Uh, yeah, he does. It's own... all right. He and he and Marty will tear it up in Puerto Rico. So, yeah. He does own Wrestling Pro Wrestling here in uh, Los Angeles, which is a complete bonkers, um, like, comedy wrestling thing where you have, like, anthropomorphic haystacks fighting boxes of cereal. Uh, it is fun. I hope it doesn't go away. Uh, Gentleman Jervis uh, spoke up uh, in defense of Brian Kendrick, saying that, you know, this is not the man that I know. Like, it's he, he acknowledges, like, some terrible shit that, that Brian has said, but not, you know, that... You know he's he's doesn't appear to be the person that that said those things now. So, you know, I hope there's you know there's a, in today's day and age, it's it's nice to see if to see that there's ability to maybe someone to get past it. Dan Harmon's kind of one of the person that that's done that. He he basically um, he had some kind of uh, abuse of power, kind of sexual dynamics stuff uh, that he would he took advantage of on Community. Um, that he apologized for is like one of the few times people are like, this is a true, actual, real apology. Um, so it's possible. And I hope it's possible in today's day and age that someone can, can show that they change. Cause you know, yeah. So let's move on. Shane McMahon in a true succession, like continuation, like proving that he's, uh, uh, you know, that's who should have been our answer. Can Shane McMahon is really the one that should be showing up on, on Wednesday. Uh, he got, he got canned this week. Again. He did. Yeah. <laughs> this time he didn't do it by get canned after trying to take over unsuccessfully take over the company, which apparently he tried to do in 2012, uh, which I didn't know about to today. So it, more and more, that just feels more and more like succession, the HBO hit. If you haven't watched it. If you haven't watched yeah. it. Give it a give it a watch. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. The parallels are uncanny, mm. um, <clears throat> even though that very clearly the uh, the Murdochs. Um, yeah, yeah, they they are they are very McMahon like. Uh, I'm starting to think that every you know billionaire family <laughs> is is like in the exact same boat. Um, I don't know if Jeff Bezos has any kids, but he needs to watch it because they they are coming for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Shane apparently uh, was acting unprofessionally backstage is is what's getting out now you know that's that's kind of what they did to keith lee um he he's unprofessional uh so i don't buy any of it um i, I don't know i, it, I don't know it it's, is what it is you know that the talent gets they seem to get butt hurt 
a lot. Um, so I, I'm not entirely sure. I know that they, they thought it was a bad look that he kept trying to move bad bunnies entry spot. Um, to like make himself go over a little bit more. Um, you know, there's, there's rumors that he was just kind of being a, a bit of a, a child about the whole situation. Um, I wasn't there. I don't know, but Shane McMahon is now officially a free agent. So yeah, he could very well be the created wrestler that Tony Khan is, uh, <laughs> billing as a, uh, a surprise for Wednesday night. I mean, uh... I, I don't really fault Shane too much, even if he was was uh, being difficult backstage. It's ultimately uh, the dynamic between him and his father, which can't be the strongest anyway, you know. So I think we've all been there. Anyone, any one of us that have uh, fathers in our lives, like it's it's uh, it can be difficult sometimes. And you could think you you could rightly know what's best for whatever situation, but. Uh, you know, you're just not going to win that argument, especially when Vince has control of who's hired and fired. And and uh, Shane, apparently, after that failed bid to take over WWE, does not have any kind of voting share at all in the company. So he's just purely an employee when he shows up on WWE t television. He's he's secretly been buying up shares for years under a shell corporation. <laughs> oh, man, that would be on it. That, that would be. Uh, Kind of amazing. I, I'm for this next season of Succession, if that's if that's what it is. Uh, what? How about the actual wrestling this week? I think we actually had some a lot of excellent matches. Uh, I I know we normally uh, focus pretty heavily on the the two big ones. I want to I want to hit on uh, Impact. Now that I have Sling TV and uh, have started watching Impact, there's some great stuff going on on Impact. <laughs> um, First and foremost, the Honor No More faction, uh, OGK, so Bennett and Taven and uh, and Vinny, um, Maria Kanellis, uh, PCO, and now Kenny King are all. Uh, it's basically an invasion angle. Um, they're they're a Dalton Castle and the Briscoes away from like everything that I I know of Ring of Honor, just invading the hell out of Impact, and it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, they're cutting great promos. Um, they're at uh, No Surrender. They're going to do a uh, a five on five um, ring of honor or honor no more versus you know your your top guys from Impact. Um, Morrissey beat the hell out of uh, Moose in a hotel room. Uh, Moose wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> he beat him with a a refrigerator door. Uh, that was great. The women's division over there has some some amazing talent in it. Um, so before we get too in the weeds on the other guys, I did want to acknowledge that impact is, is doing some fantastic things. Uh, they are now included in the YouTube sports package. Um, when you pay for the, uh, the upgrade on YouTube, mm. um, for sports, you can get impact wrestling. Um, uh, I think it's an, an alternative to going straight through impact plus, but, um, yeah, watch impact. They're doing good things. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it was fun this week. Like normally, you're watching stuff like the day after, or even two days after, and like you were like I, the show was going on live, or like you were watching it maybe what like thirty minutes afterwards, so you could skip commercials or something. Yeah, yeah, like it was a uh, it was a change of pace this week, and I like I especially with this uh, 
we'll start a little backwards here. Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal for the FTW Championship, which which closed out uh, Rampage. Man, that from both guys, pretty great. Yeah, Jay that Lethal was amazing. Yeah, Jay um, Lethal. But if nothing else, watch that and you know watch the match because the ending was pretty spectacular. Yeah, uh, Starks reversing the the lethal injection into Rochambeau was a yeah. thing of just absolute beauty. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Ricky Starks has been the best kept secret in AEW for a while, and this match just like opened the floodgates. That dude is incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping for a, a lot more, hopefully a lot more uh, FTW defenses. Because um, again. I, I I like for belts to be on the line all the time. It makes matches mean more. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really hopeful that they they keep doing stuff like that, uh, and kind of hopeful that um, you know if it's not Jeff Hardy or like I told you, I think my my secret desire is that it it's Kurt Angle. Um, if it's if it's like a a younger guy or a, a Ring of Honor guy that comes over, I just want him to keep coming in and going after Ricky Starks so we can. You know, let's let's showcase everybody for this FTW yeah. belt. Um, I I would well, I guess we already had that. I was supposed to say I'd like to see Jay, Jay Lethal versus Sammy Guevara, and I figured I remember that's that was his first match in AEW, so maybe not, maybe not that. Uh, think, or maybe again, Sam, who knows? Sammy needs to take a couple of weeks off. Yeah. I bet he's still in a lot of pain. That that cutter off that ladder just looked like hell. Um, Man, that ladder match was nuts. Yeah, I think that was another decent match um, on the card. Um, we had Sammy Guevara versus Isaiah Cassidy. The selling of that, of of I mean, which is probably like you said, legit of of the ribs uh, of Sammy, and he he looked like he was in so much pain, and Isaiah capitalized on that uh, as well as Matt Hardy with a side effect on the ring a apron. Now I, I was a little I was a little surprised because I you know when Matt Hardy was cutting that promo during Dynamite, I I took it to mean that Matt Hardy wanted to challenge Sammy, which I thought was going to be a great callback to, you know their their feud, and and then it just ended up being Isaiah Cassidy. It, it sort of caught me off guard. I didn't know if maybe Matt maybe Matt Hardy didn't get cleared or something, but um, yeah, that uh, it shocked me a little bit that it wasn't Matt Hardy. I don't know. I think maybe someone saw that on the running order and was like, wait a minute, Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara again, where like Matt Hardy, Hardy almost died basically on that, uh, uh, on that, that one match. No, thank you. Uh, and so maybe the, they just made the change. The stadium stampede spot, the, the chair where Sammy grabbed the wrong one. Like he tried to kill Matt Hardy a couple of times. Yeah. So, Oh man, and then what else do we have? Uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Thunder Rosa got the win on a rare disqualification in AEW. Um, I like, you know, I always like Mercedes Martinez. Like her character, no matter what company she's working for, uh, she's 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 a badass. And uh, I think I think this was the right call in this in this uh, occurrence. I so. I don't I don't disagree with the the decision to not have her go over Thunder Rosa. Um, mm. I would have liked to see her have a couple of matches uh, to build her up a little bit. I mean, since yeah. you know Thunder Rosa has kind of been you know the the most likely successor to Britt Baker. Um, 
We so, find out that she, after this, she's had 15 matches on uh, on Dark already. Well, they, they kept saying that it was her first match in AEW. Okay. Commentary kept pointing it out. So I, th- I thought it was a little weird that they didn't give her any kind of record before going yeah. into a, a DQ. Um, but it does look like we're going to get um, uh, a Mercedes Martinez. Um, oh, what is what is Britt Baker's little sidekick? Not Rebel, the uh, Jamie Hayter. It looks yeah. like we're we're gonna get a Jamie Hader Mercedes Martinez match, which I'm I'm excited for. She can get a she can get a clean win in that one. Yeah. Um, and then who else do we have on this? Oh, Adam Cole versus Evil Uno. Well, I I know you had some thoughts on this, uh, I, but I, I thought it was a good match. There was against- there was a lot to it. Um, in terms of storytelling, I think they did a great job. This this new uh, kind of violent, um, I'm going to do anything I have to do to get to Hangman, mm. Adam Cole. Uh, it, it got him there. Uh, it, it took away for me a little bit the Dark Order matches for the last six months to a year. They don't ever seem to get a win, but I mean, th- those guys go out there and put on bangers. Um, so it, it, it took a little bit away from it for me that Evil Uno didn't get that, you know, that showcase that I'm used to seeing from the the Dark Order guys. Yeah. But in terms of storytelling, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they need to get like the, there's always talk about like oh, John Silver and and everybody is like all, always so highly ranked because they're they're all ranked on Dark. Yeah. Which is fine, but we should at least see occasionally them show up on on Dynamite or Rampage to get some kind of win. Yeah, that that's kind of become a, a recurring trend um, that I've I've noticed. You, when they pop the rankings up, like yeah, the the number two guy is always he's always on on dynamite, like always. Yeah. Um, but like three through five, like who the hell are these guys half the time? Yeah. Like I, I don't know who half of these people are. They only wrestle on elevation and dark, and their their record is astounding. But you're not going to get any. Like if you tried to push them, only like your hardcore, I I watch all of the YouTube crap every week. Fans are going to know who the hell any of these people are. Um, I mean, shit, I probably only pull so hard for Varsity Blondes because of that documentary or the the Dark Side episode with Brian Pillman Jr. Um, So like it's one of those those things where they need to, I, I realize they've only got three hours a week on TV, but there's a whole lot of, of the same people and you've got far too big a roster to not like cycle some more in, um, let them get, get some wins on TV. They don't have to be long matches. I mean, if you watch an episode of dark, there's like 15, 20 matches on the damn thing. They're three and a half minutes long. So you can tell you can find three and a half minutes on a card, just cut a promo. Most of them aren't necessary anyways. So yeah, find that three and a half minutes and let us start seeing some of these other guys. Um, I, I do. I love that the dark order guys get TV time in these spots and they get to put on great matches. Um, even if they're going to lose a lot. Um, but it, it would be nice to see, to see a little more of the roster get TV time. Yeah. Well, on, on dynamite, we had the aforementioned Brian cage being removed from a match with John Moxley. Um, Kendrick. and, or sorry, who did I say? 
Brian Cage. Brian Cage has just been <laughs> removed from, from uh, America's mind. I don't know okay, where okay. I don't know where the hell he went, but he's just not around anymore. Uh, John Moxley was supposed to take on Brian Kendrick, and instead he was replaced with uh, Wheeler Yuta, uh, which I thought a fun match. But I want to talk about what came out came out afterwards. Brian Danielson, I got it right, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> he showed up to suggest uh, a new faction that not 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 that Mox and and Danielson should be enemies, but that they should join together and bring together a new faction with Wheeler Yuta, Lee Moriarty, and Daniel Garcia, and then of course Mox and and uh, Danielson, and. Man, I, that was not a faction that I wanted to exist before, but after Danielson put that in, that in my head, I I think that's fantastic. Really, I, I would love it. It's probably it, not going to happen, but I, I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm I'm curious. I I don't think it's going to happen, um, and I think it's going to be Eddie Kingston is the sticking point. Uh, like mm-hmm. Mox is going to want Kingston. Danielson's not it's gonna be one of those kind of those kind of things. Um they're not gonna be able to agree on talent, which it seems like is is the the entire story thread going on with the Andrade Hardy family office mm. mafia, whatever the hell whatever that continued cluster of a faction is. Um because it still makes no sense. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean the idea of putting all those guys together. Uh, sounds great. I think I told you the other day, um, what I'd really like to see is an expansion of Team Taz. Um, yeah. Because he's done such a good job. I, not that Hook really needed any any help. Him just standing there got him over on the internet. Um, but Hobbs, Starks, um, when he had Brian Cage, um, I could I could see Team Taz being built into sort of a, a ver- an AEW version of what the undisputed era was um, and just have those guys go on a quest for gold. Um, so I, I would like to see team Taz expand a little bit. Uh, if, if we're getting into to factions, um, there's a ton of them already. Uh, it seems like we're going to lose the inner circle this week. Um, so that does open the, open the door for a new one. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I don't see this playing out in a way that they don't end up in a match. Um, probably at Revolution, because um, storylines with Mox seem to go pretty quickly. Um, but yeah. uh, we'll see. It it would be great. I mean those those guys are are talented as hell. I like I liked that uh, Danielson took a shot at, at the Nightmare Family yeah. um, when he said he wanted Lee Moriarty. <laughs> oh, and then like you know Lee Moriarty, and then also like at at 2.0 by taking away their son. Um, so I don't know, man, it could, it could be fun. I mean, we probably will have uh, the next version of blood and guts coming up, not too far, far from now. And this will be probably the first time that there will be no uh, inner circle involvement. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing in kind of stadium stampede in there, like big time faction warfare in, in, to, in with that. But we're getting to the point where we we've typically had this type of match, a big faction warfare match come up around this time. So it's 
maybe they're trying to build someone at least for one match. Maybe it's a thing, but I also don't see like Mox joining with Eddie Kingston just kind of around the corner. I I kind of just the way the way things have gone, I could see the next big faction thing being um, Hardy Family Office and Best mm. Friends. Um, yeah, just because they they've been like back and forth constantly, uh, and if not that, it's going to be Best Friends and the Elite. Yeah, Elite Era, Undisputed Click, whatever we're going to call them. Um, it something along those lines. I I don't know. I don't know if because that's normally a double or nothing thing. Um, so I, I don't know if we can get to anything that quite that quickly. But you know they they pulled it off before, so we'll see. I mean, for one thing, having Adam Cole in a War Games type of match. I mean, he's a veteran of so many of them at this point, like almost all of them in in yeah. uh, AEW. I'm sorry, in NXT. So yeah, he he and Fish and O'Reilly could. I mean, they they did yeah. what three War Games matches already. Yeah. So. so why not just throw them in another one with with Matt and Jeff or something? I don't know. Um, that could but uh, Matt and Jeff, that's that's right, right? Did I just? They're both Young Bucks. Are they? Because it's, a, it's no, another thing. Matt and Nick. Matt and Nick. Okay, I was about to say because I was like, I, I know there are two brothers in the Hardy Boys and, and the Young Bucks. But that was like that would be another crazy layer if they were also both the same names. Um, we had some uh, blind death triangle. We had with Pac versus and uh, and Penta versus the Knights of the Black Throne, uh, Kings of the Black Throne. They, they were all over the place. They were calling them Kings of the Black Throne in the commentary. The the uh, the the Chiron thing said Knights of the Black Throne. So in in PWG they're kings of the black throne so i don't know in in reference to brody king and in the house of black so yeah no i mean i don't know that makes the most sense but yeah yeah that that, i i kind of noticed that they were really all over the place Um, but the the screen behind them just kept saying house of black so it was like uh, well uh, nobody knows what the hell's going on here um I, I kept watching out on, on PWT this week to see if they had a shirt that said what the right <laughs> name of the damn thing was. But those guys are great together. Um, that match was pretty good. Um, mm. the, the, I, I loved the weird uh, like Mortal Kombat vibes of him coming yeah. to the Kind of Mortal Kombat meets Kickboxer with yeah. him coming to the ring with the blindfold on and like ducking punches and stuff. Yeah. Uh, very Kumite. I, uh, I kind of wish he had just done the whole match with the blindfold on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, it it wasn't bad. Um, I kind of thought for a second that like maybe it was like oh it just kind of looked like he couldn't see but he could actually see and like and that would be cool if they could develop a a, a good blindfold and he could do a whole match like that. That'd be pretty amazing. But I think he actually was working blindfolded and just kind of knew the spots that they were going to do. Um. And pulled it off. Uh, and Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose was fine. Whatever. Uh, nothing nothing crazy with that. Um, oh, well, I found it odd that Nyla got the win. Yeah. Um, Ruby came in red hot. And then it, you know, it made sense for her to drop the match to Jade Cargill. But, yeah. like, for her to... For her to eat this loss to Nyla Rose is is strange. Um, 
I mean, because they're they're not going to have Cargill Baker, um, mm. so they they kind of they kind of need to like build at least one woman up. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was weird for because I mean Nyla ha has not been on what you would call a win streak, um, yeah. unless of course she's crushing it on dark, which is absolutely possible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a little weird for for Ruby Soho to eat the loss there. I mean, to be honest, when Lethal showed up on Rampage, they were like, he's got, uh, he's undefeated this year and it's like 4-0. and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot they signed him to this company. <laughs> like, uh, That's just the kind of the nature of, of Dark, whatever. Um, we've got, next week, before we get to, to Punk and MJF, next week we have, or this coming Wednesday, we have uh, Hangman Adam Page and a uh, match between uh, man, Murder Hawk, Murder Hawk, Lance Archer, Lance Archer. Um, I, I knew that he had the first name of Lance, which is uh, one of our listeners, uh, but that's about it. <laughs> like I couldn't remember the rest of his name. Um, are you, I, what are you feeling on this match? Are you excited at all? I'm sure yeah, it'll be fine. It's, it's going to be violent. Uh, I yeah. mean, the last Texas death match that Lance Archer was in was the one that he got injured in. Uh, so yeah. it's it's odd for them to go right back to the well. But uh, honestly, Lance Archer has done a lot of the heavy lifting in building this match. Yeah. Um, Hangman, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like he's been around as often or something. Um, yeah. And when he is there, it's just so that Lance Archer can whoop his ass. Uh, which, I mean, if we go by WWE standards, uh, he takes like four or five beatdowns and then just like slaughters the guy when the match actually happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's that's probably what we're on the road to. Uh I think I think Murderhawk has built himself as a legit challenger, even though we all kinda know that this ain't when Hangman's gonna drop the belt. Um yeah. unless, you know, there's something going on and he needs to be away for a while. Um he seems to keep pretty uh pretty close to the vest. Uh, you don't see a lot of rumors about Hangman. Um, yeah. but uh yeah, I mean I it's it it doesn't have like MJF punk build. Um, it's, it's not, it's not something that I, you know, six, eight weeks ago would have thought, you know, who his first big challenger should be. Um, but Lance Archer has done a good job of making me at least moderately interested. Um, it's pretty telling that it's, it's just a, a dynamite and not a pay-per-view, uh, yeah. title defense. Um, but, uh, yeah, murder Hawk's done an okay job of, of like getting the match at least, some build um so so going with that like so i i agree that i i do think hangman's gonna gonna win here um hangman had uh in a little kind of reddit poll that i participated in uh lance archer has a two percent chance of winning compared to <laughs> with everyone that's responded to that poll uh not many people are picking uh lance so who do you build up? Revolution's not too far away. We're about a month or less than. Oh yeah, no, I think a month out from today uh, for Revolution. So who do you who do you build up after Lance? Adam Cole. Oh I think, right, I think Adam Cole's building himself up, and yeah. I think that's why he keep. I mean, he cut that that promo after that match and basically said, "I'm I'm coming for Hangman." Um, yeah. So I I think that you know Hangman gets the win here. Um, and then our new ruthless Adam Cole is going to take him out as soon as that match ends. And then we're on the road to revolution. Um, yeah. 
because that's it's the only logical direction at this point. Um, if you've got, you know, Mox and Danielson, you know, doing their thing, um, I I don't I don't know who else. I, I mean, Punk. We'll we'll get to it in a minute, but Punk just ate his first loss, so he's dropped in the rankings. Um, so he, I mean, MJF is up there in the rankings, but he only wrestled. I, what that was his twentieth match or something since AEW <laughs> started. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I think Scorpio Sky's like a hundred and forty six and sixty, <laughs> and you got MJF is like twenty and one. So uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I it's got to be Adam Cole. Um, I mean, I I hate I hate the idea that that belt is going to come off Hangman that quickly, but I I don't see. I don't see any way that you get to Adam Cole having that that title match and not walking away with the belt. Well, uh, so as, as hot as he is right now, I think that's this is a a recipe for an actual good um good title defense then for a pay per view because it actually is there is actually a question when like Adam Cole does legitimately have a chance to win the win this year. Uh, unlike we've agreed that Lance Archer, unless it's like a kind of a Vince McMahon just subverting expectations but just because type situation like Lance Archer wins. Lance Archer wins and then Hangman gets a rematch on Rampage and immediately yeah. takes it back. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks uh, ongoing situation. Um, yeah. So I think, I think, yeah, we have this for Dynamite. Makes sense for Dynamite. But for a pay-per-view, we have a match that actually, there is actually some question on Who's going to win? That's going to sell tickets. That's going to get your pay-per-view buys where you're thinking like, mm, Adam could take this. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a, that's a good recipe there. Uh, but tell us a little bit about punk. Punk lost. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if it's by hook or by crook or just blatant cheating does not matter to me. The right call was made. MJF got the win over punk in chicago um it it was in a way it, it's a typical mjf ending uh wardlow fed him the ring he knocked punk out he got the pin so it's not over punk will get a win over mjf to close this thing out it'll probably be at revolution i would i would imagine that it's going to be like a, a damn steel cage match or something to keep wardlow from getting involved even though that dude could just rip the side off of a chain link fence, like no problem. Um, I'd like to see St. Valentine's Day Massacre where, where, uh, where Paul White, you know, came up from underneath the, the ring. Like I want to see Wardlow like, do that. That'd be yes, great. Let's get one of those. Um, <laughs> it's, it's going to have, they're going to have another match. Punk's going to cut, just, just get ready for it on Dynamite. Punk's going to get 30 more minutes of microphone time to talk about how he was cheated by MJF. Yeah. Um, I'm already, I've already braced myself, so I'll be fine. Um, MJF getting the win in Chicago by whatever means necessary was absolutely the right call. Uh, yeah. Punk, Punk needed a loss on his record. Um, MJF needed to keep saying, I'm the best in the world. Um, we we can go back to Shane McMahon in a minute because I, <laughs> man, I just realized MJF could be part of the fun. Um, but yeah, I think it was absolutely the right call. Um, I thought for sure the match got restarted halfway through. Very WWE. 
Um, I thought for sure Punk was going to get the win at that point, and then MJF got another another uh, pinfall. So I was I was thrilled to mostly because that Chicago crowd can eat it. They were terrible, um, just just awful. So I'm glad they had to watch Punk lose. Yeah, I think it was very like sly how how uh, Wardlow dropped that that ring, like stepping over. MJF kind of dropping it behind his back. I also like that they didn't really highlight that with the camera work either. Um, I feel like in WWE, they would have like zoomed in on it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the moment that I, happened. I thought it was hysterical that they had like crystal clear footage of it for mm. as soon as that match ended. <laughs> <laughs> but like the commentary team didn't acknowledge it. Like the referee didn't see it. Like how they didn't show anything that would have implied uh, that yeah. something was something was up. I think it helped that everybody was waiting for Wardlow to turn around and just stomp the shit out of MJF. Yeah. Uh, it was a wonderful swerve. Another another beautiful part of this match um, that Wardlow uh, again with the assist to keep MJF uh, from taking the loss here. Um, I thought they did a they did just a wonderful job with this. Um, the build and lost some luster for me about halfway in. Uh, and then the the match itself it it was a it was a a worthy payoff. Uh, they still got way too much damn TV time getting here, yeah. but um, yeah, the payoff was worth it. Uh, yeah, I'm just also glad it's not a time limit draw. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden they're just over well overusing the welcome there. Uh, I, I do like that Wardlow. He still did look after the match. He was like. I'm not really happy what I had to do here. Uh, like, so he's still on the payroll, not happy about it. Um, so I think the turn still is coming. I don't think it's, this is like, oh, I don't think it's like MJF and Wardlow has been, have been fooling us. It's still coming. Uh, just, it's going to be, uh, it, there's more twists and turns to this story. So, um, yeah, I think it makes sense to put Punk and MJF back together for the Orlando show. It's Orlando, right? Revolution? Yes. So because MJF has the pinnacle, mm -hmm. where do you put Wardlow when he needs help because there's four guys jumping him? Do you just have him single-handedly take them out? Or does Wardlow become that, that dream addition of mine to Team Taz that can kind of take that Brian Cage spot? I mean, yeah, if I was... If I was uh, Taz, I would be trying to recruit uh, Wardlow the minute that it seems like he's available. Yeah. So, so yeah. He, I mean, not not to discount Dante Martin and how awesome he is, uh, but but Wardlow would be a much bigger deal to get to get involved with yeah. Taz at this point. Yeah, two powerhouses, and then a, a lit, you know one actually in the name, and then Starks. I think that would be a pretty ruthless uh, combination. Yeah, I I think Starks and Hobbs. Well, and then Hook. Yeah, Starks and Hobbs would be a, a shoe in if you got them in the tag division, right. um, and then Hook. I uh, the fact that Hook isn't already going after Sammy surprises me. Um, yeah. So it's it's only a matter of time. They need that like they need that top tier, that that guy that can be at the top of the company in that stable, and they oh man they could just run the table on it. All right. Uh, did you watch any SmackDown at all? I did. I watched. Uh, I watched all of WWE's six hours. <laughs> oh shit! I watched the the DVR version. I watched all seven hours of programming this week. Uh, I even saw all the stuff that would have gotten edited out of NXT. Um, 
NXT was fine. Uh, Braun Breaker teamed up with Ciampa against uh, Legato del Fantasma. Um, it was okay. Um, you got a uh, Ciampa. He seemed when he agreed to team with Braun, it, it was kind of a, a sign of respect. And then after the match, Braun was was taunting, and I think he like beat down one of the the Fantasma guys. And Ciampa seemed a little like taken aback, kind of disappointed. Um, so we're probably going to get another another Champa Braun Breaker match, which I'm good with. Um, kind of the rubber match there. Um, but we are getting the is it Vengeance Day? Is that yeah? The, that's is, it. Okay, because that that's an old WWE pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at Vengeance Day, it will be Santos Escobar challenging Braun Breaker for his belt. Uh, Mandy Rose and Kaylee Ray. I think that match is just next week on TV. Um, the build has been okay. Um, obviously, Kaylee Ray's a, a legitimate contender. Um, I, I think it's weird that they're they're putting it on TV next week, as opposed, especially since they're moving to Sci-Fi for the Olympics, um, mm. and and not putting it on the um, the the Vengeance Day special. Um, I can't remember much else. Uh, Cameron Grimes is is in it with Carmelo Hayes and and Trick. Um, you know they're they're doing something. I don't know. I can't follow it. L.A. Knights around. Um, so that's always great. I saw uh, some uh, edgy programming that there is a. I think it was involved Mandy Rose and then ended up like landing on some dude's lap and he was like, "Oh, I can't get up right now because of you know." Oh yeah. Situation. Yeah. Uh, that, under under <laughs> under the belt. That was. That was weird. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I had forgot. I, I remember that at the end, Kaylee Ray like threw spaghetti in her face and yeah. then like completely missed her with a cake that she was supposed to hit her with. Um, but yeah, she she like ran in through a locker room and tripped in this this guy's lap. One of the guys that's in the the, the dusty cup, and yeah. then he they they basically made a boner joke during NXT. Um, which seems a little tone deaf, um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it is, it is what it is. Uh, raw was actually watchable. Um, we touched a little bit on it because we, we podcasted on uh, Tuesday this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I want to bring it up again because I don't know if I really hit home on it. Chad Gable is a bright shining star and he has made the last six weeks of raw worth watching. Um, when he told the Matt Riddle to shush, uh, and then said, "If my cauliflower, <laughs> do my cauliflower ears deceive me or <laughs> something?" I lost it. Chad Gable is a—I mean, he is an entertainer. Uh, he's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, any show that's got both Chad Gable and Bobby Lashley on it, um, right now they're both killing it. I'm thrilled with it. Uh, SmackDown. Oh was main evented by more Ronda Rousey talking. Um, Awesome. Yeah. She's coming for Charlotte. Uh, No real surprise there. Um, You know, if she goes after Charlotte at Mania, it makes sense because even if Charlotte goes over, she can still go after Becky at SummerSlam when Becky inevitably still has that belt. Um, What else? Huh. Oh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman and the Bloodline opened the show with a god awfully long promo. <laughs> um, it they talked for about twenty minutes, 
before Goldberg graced us with his presence. Oh yes, Goldberg. Yeah, Our favorite. Uh, Goldberg, Bill Goldberg, who doesn't need the money at all, but seems to want to keep taking it from the Saudis. Um, anytime we're going to do anything in Jeddah, just assume that Goldberg is getting a title match. <laughs> oh, and then uh, who else? The 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 guy that they like to trot out um, every time. Mansoor. Mansoor, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Goldberg and Mansoor show up every time they're about to go to Saudi Arabia. And Mansoor has had a little bit of TV time. They paired him up with Cesaro. They've been a functional tag team. Um, They haven't really won anything, but like they're, I mean, they they work together. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to get another another one of those Saudi battle royals. Um, This time, I would imagine that Veer Mahan is going to take the belt. Uh, Veer Mahan, who, if you watch Raw, has been coming for three months now (laughs) and has not shown up at all. Uh, He gets a video package every fucking Monday and has not shown up. (laughs) I I, I really wish it was like someone who didn't even actually exist. Like I showed I sent you that um, that website a few months ago, like a month or so ago, where it's like. I, I can't remember the name of it, but you you just go to this website and it just a computer AI randomly generates uh, a person. And I would just wish that Veer M- M- Mahan was just only just a randomly generated like person that didn't actually exist in real life. I thought he showed up on NXT by accident and he was the, <laughs> the body. I, and I don't want this to sound take it how you want to take it. Everybody will. Um, I thought he was Grayson Waller's hired bodyguard. That's just another you know, six, six, 300 pound Indian man that they've found. Um, Cause they never show that guy's face. It's always just like, he's standing near Grayson Waller somewhere. So like, I didn't know what he looked like. I just, you can see that he's, it's like an Indian guy. He's got the, basically he's got the, the hair and beard uh, like Jinder had had before Jinder shaved his head. Um, yeah. And he just kind of stands in the background in a suit. I thought they had just sent Veer Mahan to NXT <laughs> and they had forgotten to turn off the video packages. No, they have found another giant that is following Grayson Waller around. <laughs> I, I, I got it. What? Wednesday night, Veer shows up <laughs> on Dynamite. I, I'm tired of waiting to debut on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah. Oh, man. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Veer Mahan is coming at some point. He mm. the, the, the last time I can remember seeing this much build for somebody's debut was the video packages where Dave Batista was in like this prison <laughs> and was like kicking prison do- cell doors open and shit. And that was the promotional videos they put together. I haven't seen anything like it since. Um, well, if, if he doesn't debut before, um, before March, if he, if he lasts the whole of February without debuting, then he will, uh, he will break Emelina's record of, of the, the video packages to actual debut, uh length of time which was like three and a half months uh so he's getting in there if he lasts february he will beat that record and her her video package build was longer than her time with the company wasn't it yeah yeah (laughs) she had like two matches and then she was like let go so sorry veer yeah but anyway well we'll see on wednesday if veer shows up hulk hogan shane mcmahon uh, Jeff Hardy, 
Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Um, who else I'm, did we we randomly mention? I'm leaning towards Gargano. Uh, yeah. Mostly, it's it's just because it's a a face of the revolution qualifying match. Um, it wouldn't make a ton of sense to have you know aged veterans, yeah, winning matches in that tournament. Since the the whole point's kind of like to get over the next generation, yeah. um, but you don't have Jeff Hardy debut and, and lose to Isaiah Cassidy either. Um, so it it would be weird to me if it wasn't like a a younger indie darling. Um, I I've I've toyed with the idea that uh, Planet Peacock is coming to Dynamite because um, I I would love Dalton Castle. Just I I want to see more production value in his entrance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that that's really all I, I want is just to see what kind of ridiculousness he comes out to at pay per view events. Um, yeah. So it's it could be it could be any number of people. Keith Lee's always a possibility. Um, at least at least with Keith Lee, he's got he's got the skill set where he could he could work a really good match with a small fast guy like Isaiah. Um, maybe I I don't know. Know, he's probably, he's probably like, on his honeymoon though. So yeah. congratulations, Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be someone like super underwhelming. I, I don't know who it could, could be. It'd be Enzo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, if I don't, I don't really think that would happen, but like that, that would be the most disappointing one of one of them on the more disappointing end. I know, I know there's a handful of guys in impact that are, kind of working without like extended contract, like Josh Alexander, his contracts apparently like either up or like up in the next few weeks. Um, so if this was happening, like the Wednesday after no surrender, I would really lean hard into impact guys. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it could be one of them, but that isn't a closed forbidden door. It, it really yeah. wouldn't shock anybody for it to be impact. And at this point, you know, Tony Khan puts his foot in his mouth a lot, but he does think about what he says before he does it. And I, I don't know that, that he's going to get somebody. This is a whole lot of build for it to be somebody from, from new Japan um, yeah. that the majority of the audience probably wouldn't recognize anyway. Um, Kenta didn't move the needle the first time he turned up. Um, I mean, yes, Will Ospreay would, uh, people know him. Um, but I I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just it it doesn't make any sense, and and I don't think a guy like him that's had such success in Japan would be slamming the door on anything. Right. Um, especially, I mean, with the guys he gets to work with over there, he basically gets the pick of the litter. Um, so nobody, he's not slamming the door on anything. Um, yeah. And then I mean, if it's a a guy that his his non compete just expired, like that, that's not forbidden door. Um, so I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. Um, the internet set the bar low. (laughs) And so it can hopefully like uh, go way over that. The internet seems to think it's Mustafa Ali, um, which would just be a a nuts shit show of a lawsuit that would run for 10 years. Um, Yeah. so I, I don't see that happening. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's going to be a guy that, it's just going to come across as forbidden door because he's known for something else. 
I think I joked with you that it would be fucking awesome if it was like The Rock. <laughs> um, we all know my dream is that those trumpets sound on dynamite and uh peacemaker <laughs> comes out um in full peacemaker gear because of corporate synergy um, well the, the the trumpets and then it goes into wigwams uh do you really oh, want to taste it oh that would be sick the and then he, he, he does the whole choreographed dance as his entrance yeah, yeah. that would be awesome uh yeah we we all know that's what i want and now i mean it it really would it would be some super corporate synergy for for peacemaker to show up on a turner network um, so i and don't just for some reason isaiah cassidy brings out the newest member of the hardy family office robocop <laughs> so who knows or just randomly it's Rick flag so that it's a callback to suicide squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. But then if RoboCop showed up, uh, sting gets all, all upset. Cause you know, <laughs> he's not, not only did they take, uh, are they trying to get Darby, uh, out from under, under him? They got his old pal RoboCop. So I don't know. Um, all right. Well, we'll end it there. Uh, what, what should we do here? Which ring the bell or something? Yeah, milk the cow, ring the bell, like, subscribe, share. Uh, if there's anything that, that you would like to see differently on the podcast, um, post a comment somewhere. I might decide to read it. Um, <laughs> I think we're available via email if you go through the website. I don't I don't even remember anymore. Um, I, should, I should look into that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. There's a lot of wrestling going on. Um, I think there's two title matches on NXT this week, so that should be a good one. Sami Zayn, no, that's a that's another week out. I was going to say Sami Zayn or Shinsuke finally defends, but it's it's another two weeks before we get that. Um, so just gear up for it. We got a 30 minute Punk promo coming. Um, way too much mic time for Ronda Rousey, and uh, probably a whole lot of Bill Goldberg over the next two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. But. Try to enjoy it. You love wrestling. That's why you keep watching it. Yeah, just just watch what you watch what you want, and then Matt will probably just uh, fill you in on whatever else you missed. I I think I know who it could be. Who? Because uh, Waltman's relationship has been contentious with WWE, to say the very least, over the years. Uh, so it could be X Pac. I mean, that <laughs> would that, that would slam a damn door. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, but I, I do. I think. I think if it's if it's anybody from there, it's it's either going to be something wild like Ali, or it's going to be one of those guys that you think is on a legends contract. Yeah. Um, so that that one actually that one could actually function. Yeah. And at least most of his his buddies aren't, you know, horrible human beings like Terry Bollea. Yeah, uh, I call I, I use his his God given name uh, because I'm still a Hulkamaniac at heart, and that can't ever be taken away. My childhood was prayers and vitamins, uh, so I can I, I've I've learned to separate, you know, Hulk and Terry, even if even the, if uh, the he art has the artist. Yes, even if he hasn't, I have. Um, and Just, from uh, from the the wonderful documentary be wonderful documentary be. I can't get that word out. 
wonderful <laughs> documentary about uh, Bill Cosby that's on Showtime. Um, it's it's something that a lot of people struggle with, uh, separating art from artist. Um, yeah. So at least I know I'm not alone in in uh, in having to struggle with that. But Hulkamania, it, it's in here. I don't know that it's going anywhere. Terry can 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 eat shit, but Hulkamania is in here. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, enjoy your wrestling uh, and and just have a wonderful week. Yeah.